0: Hey there, this is AJ. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Faith for My Generation podcast. I want to remind you that our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. And our mission is to create a resource of teachings that build strong faith in God. You know, that really is my prayer, that as you hear this message today, that the power of God's Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, will stir up your most holy faith in Him so that you can be a light and a witness and a testimony of the living God in this earth. I pray that this message will richly bless you and increase you in spirit, soul, and in body. Now, let's get to the message. Good afternoon, everyone. I see people jumping on already. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. I've got you live over here on Facebook, YouTube, on Instagram Live. Thankful to have you. I've got a little bit different setup today. I'm I'm having to do it alone today. Laura's usually been helping me. Uh, she's helped me the first three days of this week, being just an excellent, wonderful uh, studio manager and running everything here for me. But today I'm doing it solo, so I, I think I'm going to manage. It won't be near as good as if if she were here, but I think I'm going to manage today. So uh, I can see people jumping on right now. Of course, I see my beloved bride. Hey, Laura, love you, babe. I see. Miss Sarah, Miss Letitia, Miss Shirley, see some people jumping on. Hey, you know the routine. Go ahead and share the broadcast. Tomorrow I'm going to be giving away uh, this book by Andrew Murray, Abide in Christ. If you share the broadcast, hey, Miss Maddie, good to have you on as well. Uh, if you share the broadcast this week, I'm giving this out tomorrow. So today's the last day, really. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to do it live. I'm going to make a point to do it live tomorrow, Friday. Uh, tomorrow's session I'm gonna give away this book if you can see it powerful book Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray it's a powerful book on prayer and so the way you're gonna find out if or the way you're gonna get an opportunity to win that book is by sharing today's broadcast and um, getting it out there I'm, I'm enticing you to help me get this message out there a lot of different people have been watching um, a lot of people that don't necessarily watch the normal broadcast, of course, if you're watching this and you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor AJ here at Gospel Tabernacle Church here in Lawrence. Uh, if you're watching a re- replay or if you're listening to the podcast replay, um, this is a ministry of Gospel Tabernacle Church, and last week in prayer, I was uh, praying before the Lord, just setting aside some extra time, uh, really consecrating myself from this year and, um, uh, Getting before the face of God, seeking out what He would have me do for this year, and um, you know, getting His understanding, His wisdom, His direction on, on my days. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalms ninety twelve to number our days. Lord, teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts unto wisdom. And really, we need to have a, a numbering of our days. We need to have the Lord help us plan. When the Lord plans your days, they're highly successful days. Uh, if I leave it up to my wisdom, if I leave it up to my planning, it may not be that great, uh, honestly. You know, I can only do so much on my own and my own natural wisdom. Uh, so I had some time set aside, just some extra time, of, and still in that time of, of praying and seeking the Lord and, and just getting my heart, doing first things first for this year. And um, the Lord laid this on my heart to do these teachings. So I pray they've been a blessing to you. I know they've been a blessing to me. If I only taught them just for myself to hear them and teach them, (laughs) it was more than enough. But I'm thankful that you're here and I believe it's been a blessing to you and a lot of different people, you know, reaching out to me, letting me know that they enjoy it because it's not me, it's the Word. Man, I'm so thankful for the Word of God. I am so thankful for the precious, God-inspired, Holy Ghost-filled Word of God. You know, when the Lord speaks to us, He truly does, it's a supernatural thing for the Lord to speak to you through His Word. I mean, it's a really supernatural thing. It's God speaking to us through his word. And the Holy Spirit, you know, is our master teacher. I'm so thankful for the master teacher, the Holy Ghost. I am so thankful for his indwelling presence and him living and abiding and dwelling in me and teaching me, giving me light, giving me understanding. And that's a prayer I believe that the Lord's put on my heart today. Uh, Hey, God bless you, Evangelist. Glad to see you on Instagram. Um, At the end of uh, today's session, we're going to pray again. Of course, we've been praying every day um, at the end of our sessions, and we're going to pray that specific prayer that the Holy Spirit would open up the eyes of our understanding. Uh, It's in Ephesians 1, and I'm going to read that prayer prompt later today uh, when we get there. But of course, it's beginning of the 12 o'clock hour. We're, We're right here at the beginning of it. And so if you're watching, you haven't shared yet, go ahead and share the broadcast. Go ahead and let someone know to jump on with you. Grab your Bible. If you're taking notes, get something to take notes with. If you're eating lunch, it's lunchtime. Go ahead and get your lunch ready, whatever you need to do, and let's dig in to the Word of God. All right, fourth session, session number four. Today, as you probably saw in the title, when you pray, the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. We're going to be talking today about the God kind of faith. You know, it's important for us to have the God kind of faith. We need to have the faith that God has. I know that you might think, wow, that's a little peculiar. I, you know, it sounds a little peculiar to me. You know what I mean? God has to have faith too? Well, absolutely. What is faith? Faith is belief. Faith is confidence. Faith is a belief and a confidence knowing that what God has said will come to pass and then I act on it. Well now obviously God has faith like that because when he speaks he says if if I say it will it not come to pass? Am I, am I a man that I should lie? Numbers 23 19. Am I a man that I should lie? Nor the son of man that I should repent? If I've said it, will it not come to pass? If I've spoken it, will it not happen? And then God orders everything he does according to his word. Think about this. In the book of Psalms, God God told us that he elevated his word above his name. God put his word above his name. So even he, when he speaks and has given us his word, he then confirms the word. And when we go into prayer, we have to pray with the God kind of faith. We have to pray with faith that believes and has confidence that what God has spoken is the truth. You know, we talked about that yesterday, that we have to put on that sash of truth and honesty, just like Aaron the priest would before he went into the tabernacle, the place of meeting before he went in, to communion with God. Well, when we go into communion with God, we put on truth and honesty around our waist, which is a representation of our spirit and our soul and and the inside of man. We we want to surround ourselves with truth. Well, we choose to believe that God's word is the highest authority of truth. I make a choice and I believe and I set my heart in faith knowing that God's word is the highest authority It is truth. If it disagrees with God's word, then it's not true. It is not true. If it doesn't line up with what the scripture says, then it's not true. If it doesn't match what God has spoken, then it's not true. It's not not truth. Yeah, but my eyes see something. Your eyes can deceive you. Praise God. Your feelings can deceive you. Your emotions can deceive you. Amen. You know, was that a prophetic dream I had or was it the three slices of supreme pizza I ate last night? Your, just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Does it line up with the Word of God? And so when I go to prayer and when I go to pray, I have to pray with the God kind of faith. I have to pray knowing that as I call out His Word, as I confess and petition on the basis of his word, I will have what I ask God of. Now, let's go to our main text that we've been looking at, the two passages of the scripture that Jesus gave us, beginning at Matthew 6, verse 5, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, the fakers, the pretenders. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. We're not praying to be seen of men. We're praying to be seen of God. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. People who just love to be seen of men, they get a reward, and my goodness, it's a shallow reward. What a worthless reward just to be seen of men. Just to be seen of men. What a worthless reward. But notice this. This is the reward we want. This is the reward we're going hard after. Verse 6. But when you pray, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray... Do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need of before you ask him. When we pray, we have to believe that God hears our prayer and is actually going to answer our prayer. We talked about that on Monday we believe and pray and we talked about this as well we pray the word of god because that is what god rewards that is what god brings to pass that's god's will is his word now mark 11 verse 24 of course is our other theme scripture for this series that we're teaching this week and next week this is session number four we're going to have ten total Make sure to join me and make plans to join me every single one of them. They just get better and better. And each one builds on top of each one. Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Notice that. Whatever things you ask. I had someone, you know, I was sharing this on a, on a discussion board I do online. And... uh it was John sixteen twenty three, where Jesus said, you know, up to this time, you've not asked me anything in my name, but there'll be a time I'm going to leave. And in that day, you will ask, you will go to the Father, but ask in my name and whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. And immediately two people, well, bless God. that does, I just disagree with that. You just can't ask God for anything. How many knows you just can't ask God for this and that because you know your flesh might not like this and that. Man, I'm not living in my flesh you can put your flesh down does the floor is the flesh enmity does it warth against the things of the spirit yes does your flesh have to control you no if your flesh is controlling you who is responsible for putting the flesh under you and you can put your flesh under you can put your flesh under it's not a hard thing to say no to the flesh. The Holy Spirit empowers you to say no to the flesh. Same way with your soul. You got to renew your mind. That's why it's so important. You know, we're embarking, we're still in the first, second week of this brand new year. It's important to get this word in your mind because it's cleansing you. We talked about that last yesterday, right? It's cleansing your mind from anything that's not <clears throat> like the word of God. And so it's, it's important to get that renewed in your mind. Well, bless God, you can't just, I know it says, you know, whatever things you ask, but he didn't really mean that because what if you ask for something he don't want? Why is there something God doesn't want in your mind? Why is there a desire in the mind or in the flesh that doesn't line up with what God wants? I, I mean, I'm consecrated to God. Christians are to be consecrated to God. I believe you're consecrated to God. Well, it's it's Thursday at lunchtime. You could be doing anything you want to do and you're you're here studying the Bible with me. I believe I believe you're consecrated unto God. I believe you love the things of God. I believe you love his word and his spirit. You could be doing anything right now, but instead you're choosing to stop in the middle of your day and study the word, right? So I don't think God is sitting on the throne going, oh my goodness, oh, what if they ask something that's not scriptural? We're searching his word so that when we pray and continue to pray, that we pray his word and pray his will. Amen. So when you ask, whatever you ask, anything you ask, when you pray, you believe that you receive it. And you'll have it when you pray you believe that you receive what you've asked god of and you'll have it notice that you don't get it you don't have it it's not yours or rather it does not manifest or come to pass in the natural will say whatever it may be maybe it's healing maybe it's provision Uh, Maybe it's in the soul. Maybe it's peace or love or joy. Maybe it's you're believing God for a godly spouse. You know, that person comes to you. Uh, You you receive those things at the point that you pray and believe. At the point that you ask God and believe it's yours, then you receive it. You don't get to hold it, see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, then believe for it. You've got to petition God on the basis of his word. Believe that it's yours because God said, this is what I've done for you. This is what I've done through Christ. The finished work of Christ And is this is your inheritance because of what Christ has done on the cross. Because of redemption, this is legally yours. Because you're my child, this is what I promised to you and covenant with you. And when you meet the terms of the covenant, I do my part. You do those things, and then it's brought into your life. Then you hold it with your hand. But there is a a process of faith. There is a praying, well, Lord, I see this is what your word says. Your word says that if I ask something, I pray, believe, I receive it, then I'll have it. It is a process of faith. I pray it, Lord, I've prayed this, you know, whatever it meant, children, you know, Laura and I, we did this with Naomi. Lord, we see in your word, you say you make the barren woman to be a joyful mother of children. I believe, I would pray this, This is I'm a husband praying for my wife, and this is how I prayed for my wife. I believe in Jesus' name, my wife is no longer a barren woman, but a joyful mother of children. And I receive that in Jesus' name by faith. And then what happens? Naomi's born. I I had that inheritance of children in my spirit by faith, and it was mine in my spirit by faith. I owned it. I had the title deed of it because Jesus, because the word said I could have it. So I had the title deed of it in my spirit and took ownership of it by faith, and it came to pass naturally. That's how faith works. And in order to see this, we're going to look at two places. Because this is so necessary to to prayer. It is so necessary to believe you have what you've asked God of in order to have answered prayer. You're not going to have answered prayer or a strong prayer life or a prayer life filled with answer upon answer upon answer, if you go to God praying, but you don't believe that you receive what you've asked God of, if you don't think God will fulfill his word for you, then nothing else matters in this area of prayer. You, you, you know, it's not, I, I'm not going to twist God's arm into giving me something I'm not going to guilt trip I can't guilt trip the Lord Lord I'll do this you know I'm going to guilt you know what I've done for you I've went to church 102 times this past year you can't guilt trip the Lord the Lord answers faith on the basis of faith you receive from God you when you get to the point I believe Lord what you say is mine is mine, and when I ask you, I believe I receive it in Jesus' name. And then you have it. Then you have it. Now notice we're in Mark eleven twenty four today. Look at verse eleven. Verse twelve, I'm sorry. Mark eleven, twelve. Now the next day, when they, Jesus and the disciples, had come out from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. He's hungry, he's been walking, there's no figs on the fig trees, and he wants to see, well, hey, there's a good time to eat some lunch. wonder if there's any figs on this fig tree. After all, it's a fig tree. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. So he comes to the fig tree. There's leaves. The way this tree operates is the leaf covers and protects the fig. If he sees the leaves that have dropped. They should be there should be figs. But of course, Jesus he doesn't see any figs. So what is his protocol here? Verse 14. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you forever again. And his disciples heard it. Now Jesus, he expected. Now look, praise God. He, those that have ears to hear, hear. Amen. Jesus Jesus expects fruit. I want you to put that in the comment section. Put that in the comment section right now. Jesus expects fruit. Jesus expects fruit. If you're watching on the replay, I, I was getting some notifications earlier this morning people coming back and watching the replay you're watching replay go ahead and put it in the comment section for your memory's sake jesus expects fruit i'm gonna put that in there with you jesus expects fruit jesus expects fruit okay what does that have anything to do with aj you're saying he expects fruit on a tree he expects fruit in me Jesus expects fruit in me. Jesus expects fruit in you. Jesus expects fruit in you. Are you bearing fruit? Fruit, you bear fruit being connected and hooked up with Jesus. This this whole book right here that I'm giving away tomorrow, for anyone that's sharing the broadcast, that's how you're going to get this book, get an opportunity to win this book. Andrew Murray, he takes John 15 and he breaks it down into 31 chapters so that you can read one a day for your devotion. And you can, in an entire month, it'll you can go through this book in an entire month and it just studies John 15, verses 1 through 10, which is the true vine teaching. And Jesus talks about how branches are connected to the vine and the life of the vine comes up from the roots and goes into the branches the life makes fruit come out and hang off those branches when you see an apple tree miss Sarah put an apple beside hers apple emoji when you see apples it's because life of the tree is flowing up through the roots and the trunk and it is working its way out into the branches and those branches have no other choice than to make apples okay? When I'm connected, wholly connected, that's why it's so important to consecrate yourself, to set yourself apart for the Lord. When you say, Lord, I'm yours 100%, spirit, soul, and body, when you get connected, there'll be no choice. You will bear fruit and fruits of righteousness. You will bear the fruit of Christ, You will bear the fruit of the Spirit. You don't have a choice. It's just what I do. I'm a branch. I bear fruit. And what Jesus is saying here, look, I'm not coming up to this fig tree and there's no fruit on you. Let no one ever eat fruit from you again. Okay, you don't want to bear fruit? That's it. Oh my goodness. Let the master never say that about this branch. May the master never say that about this branch in Jesus name I don't ever want to be at the point where Jesus says you don't want to bear fruit never bear it again then no do not sever or cut me away from the tree because we see that in John 15 some branches choose not to bear fruit and they get lopped off and cast into the fire Ah, I don't want to be cast I don't want to become wood, uh, wood for the fire I want to be a fruit bearing branch Now, Jesus, he makes this point, he sees this fig tree, he's hungry, you know, Jesus was a man, Jesus totally God, but he limits himself, humbles himself to a man, fully man, walking about on the earth as a man, anointed up by the Holy Ghost without measure, but he's still a man, so he gets hungry, he's still hungry, it's lunchtime. Figs, let's go. You know, there's no Aldi, the greatest grocery store in the world. There's no Aldi to go to. So he said, "I'm going to go get a fig. I'll go eat some lunch here." And there's none. So he says, "You know what? Fig tree, don't don't ever. No one's ever going to eat fruit from you again." Now, same chapter, verse twenty. Now in the morning, so a day goes by. As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Now, literally, that is translated, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. Verse 23: For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24, our theme verse this week and particularly today. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You have to have the God kind of faith to receive from God in prayer. When you pray, you have to pray with the God kind of faith. You have to pray. It, we mentioned that last yesterday, and that man, that shook me up when I saw that in Second Corinthians five. It's saying that we're, here we are. We're ambassadors for Christ, ambassadors for the Lord, standing in the place of God, pleading with men, talking about soul winning. Here, but we're, we're standing in the place of Christ on his behalf, saying his words, doing his work. And it's the same thing in prayer. When you go to God in prayer, you go before the Lord. Lord, here is what your word says. Your word says, you know, hey, (laughs) uh, let's let's take Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That is a promise that God makes to the giver. We see that in the book of Philippians. You activate that promise when you give because the Philippian church was giving to the work and gospel ministry of Paul. And Paul is saying, all these other churches, man, they forgot about me. But you, you church in Philippi, you would send offerings continually here. And you help me do this work of the gospel and support the poor saints in Jerusalem. And then he said, and my God shall supply all your needs, the giving Philippi church, you, my God, will supply all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus, according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, let's take that example. Lord, we're going to God in prayer. Lord, I'm not going to rehearse to God. Well, Lord, bless God. You know, there's consumer prices are up higher than they've been in 40 years, Lord. Oh God, won't you help me meet my needs? Consumer prices are up forty percent, Lord, higher than it has been, or up higher than they've been in forty years. God, God, please, don't you know I need some money, God? Help me get some money, Lord. You see how much debt I'm in, Lord, God. You see how much I need. I'm behind this month, Lord. Oh Lord, just help me, God. No, I'm not going to declare or speak the current situation of the economy or bad choices. If you made some bad choices, you need to rectify those bad choices. Faith without works is dead. Amen. You can't just start saying with your mouth and then, bless God, I believe God's going to provide for me. Where's that credit card? Man, charge this thing faster than I can get a hold of it. Yeah, you charge it. No, no, that's foolishness. That, that, that is not a corresponding action. You don't go to God praying the problem, though. You go to the Lord. Lord, your word says you will, shall, I like shall, shall is the strongest word in the English language. Lord, you said you shall provide and supply every one of my needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I believe in Jesus' name. Every one of my needs will be met, and your nature shows in the Bible, in abundance. Not, not, just to, not just to what I need, but more than. Lord, you multiplied the five loaves and two fishes to where there were 12 baskets left over. That's how I know you provide God. I'm reminding God His Word. I'm speaking His Word to God. I am rehearsing his words in his ear in the prayer closet. Now, Lord, I believe in Jesus' name. Every need I have met, and list those needs off in Jesus' name of a home. Praise God. So, if you're renting, mortgage, pay that thing off, whatever it is, wherever you're at, He'll provide for I food, clothes. And in and, and Isaiah one nineteen, if you're willing and obedient, do you not understand that if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land? It's not like God's sitting in heaven. This is gonna help someone. It's not like God's sitting in heaven on the throne. Well, you know, you said, I I will provide for your needs. And you do need food. But by golly, it's gonna be the worst food the grocery store has at the cheapest price. We're on a budget around here. No, you can eat the good of the land if you're willing and obedient. He's a good father. And he'll provide the best. I just don't think God is out, you know, bargain hunting, clipping coupons in heaven. Gabriel, Michael, where's my scissors? I got to get some more coupons. These kids keep asking for more food. No. You bring the word of God before him in his remembrance. And you speak and declare it by faith like Jesus did to this fig tree. No one will ever eat from you again. No one will ever eat from this fig tree again. And then the next day when they come by, the disciples say, wow, The thing's dead. And Jesus says, yeah, have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? It is faith that calls things that be not as though they were. The God kind of faith is faith that calls things that be not as though they were. It is not denying what is. It is, here is sickness in the body. If there's sickness in my body. That's what it is. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Sickness in the body. Well, Lord, your word says in 1 Peter 2.24 that by the stripes of Christ Jesus, I was healed. That healing was purchased in the atonement of Christ Jesus at the cross of Calvary. And I believe, Father, according to Isaiah 53, that Christ, he bore my infirmities and he carried my sicknesses and my pains. Matthew said that the words of the prophet Isaiah were fulfilled in that day in Matthew 8 when he healed the sick. And I don't think you love those sick people in the Bible any more than you love me. So, Father, I just believe in Jesus' name. I'm healed and whole in my body. Though my eyes may see a fig tree right now with leaves, I believe in Jesus' name it's that sickness, just like that fig tree, is drying up from the root. And I believe that my natural eyes will see what my heart believes, which is that I'm healed and I'm whole. I believe this knowing that when I pray this, Father, it's your will to heal me. And I believe that I receive healing now in Jesus' name. And then you'll have it. Pray, believe you receive them, and you'll have them. This is the process of faith. Romans 4, 17, I've already quoted it, but Romans 4, 17, let me read it word for word to make sure I got it right, keep myself honest. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations, and speaking about Abraham, In the presence of him, God, whom he believed. God will make you who you are when you believe him. Hmm. As it's written, I've made you a father of many nations. Notice that. Who Who called Abraham father of many nations? Who gave Abraham that name? Abraham didn't, he wasn't born with that name. He was born with the name Abram, meaning God or excuse me, meaning meaning father, meaning father. And the Lord changed his name to Abraham, or Abraham in the Hebrew. Probably not a, my Lawrence version of Hebrew, Abraham. He changed it from father to father of many nations. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him, God, whom he, Abraham, believed. It's in the it, it is in the place of believing God that you become what God says you are. Wow, I've never I, I've never seen that before till just now. Praise God. It is in the place of belief that you become what God says you are. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Abraham became a father of many nations. In the presence of God who he believed. When you're in God's presence and you believe, you become what God says you are. You can do what God says you can do. You can have what God says you can have. Now notice, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were one translation says it this, calls those things which do not exist as though they did. The prayer, the God kind of faith in prayer is a calling forth of that which is not as if it already were. That's the prayer of faith. Notice this. This is just how faith works. A good example to look is salvation. Romans chapter 10 Verse 6, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way, do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, but what does it say? Verse 8, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Now, notice that. Don't let go of that. Put in the comment section mouth and heart. Mouth and heart. I'm going to put it in there with you as well. Mouth and heart. Mouth and heart. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. What is the God kind of faith? It is the word in your mouth and in your heart. Now, Jesus told us in in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. How do I know what's in your mouth? By what I hear coming out of, or how do I know what's in your heart? By what I hear coming out of your mouth. How do you know what's in my heart? what you hear coming out of my mouth. Now, you might, someone might say, and they may be right to some degree. Well, I've heard some people, they were real good liars. If you hang around that person long enough, if you hang around a person long enough, they may be able to put on a show for a little bit, but at some point, their heart will be revealed by their words. It's just a law. It's like gravity. It's like gravity. If I If I let go of this book, it drops. If I hang around someone long enough and listen to what they say, I will know what's in their heart. The word of faith, the word is near in your mouth and in your heart. This is the word of faith, the word of faith that we preach. What is the God kind of faith? It is is the word being in your mouth and in your heart. How do I get it in my mouth? I'm going to put it there. I'm going to say it. But it has to be much more than me just forcing myself to say it. That may be a good place to start. It's not a bad thing to write down, you know, scripture verses, memory verses, as I always called them growing up. I remember when I was in children's church, we we, we would do memorization and we would get points for things. And I had all these note cards my mom helped me make. and, And I would use it to memorize. And that's good. I think that's a good discipline. But it has to get to the point to where it's more than just you reading it. Don't, don't, de- don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't look at it right now and go, well, he's making fun of you. I'm not making fun of you if you're memorizing Scripture. You should. But it has to get to the point, past the point of just putting it in my mouth. But rather what Jesus said, I have put so much of the Word of God in my heart, it can't help but come up out of my mouth. I have loaded down my heart with so much of the truth of God's words that when I speak, God's word is in my words. That's the process of faith. That's the God kind of faith. The word in your mouth and in your heart. Verse nine, now he gives us an application that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, Jesus, you're my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, belief unto righteousness the mouth confession unto salvation. Notice this, verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Glory to God. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. I want you to put that in the comment section. I will not be put to shame. I will not be put to shame to shame. I will not be put to shame. I'm not going to be put to shame believing on God. I will not be put to shame having the word of God near me in my mouth and in my heart. I will not be put to shame having God's word in my mouth and in my heart. And if it's in my mouth and it's in my heart, it's going to be coming out of my mouth and out of my heart. And I will not be put to shame. I, Laura won't be put to shame or shame. <laughs> I will not be put to shame. Put that on Instagram if you're watching. I will not be put to shame. You, you're not going to get it a place. Well, if I, maybe I might get real far out here believing God and, and what if. That's not the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith is not a what if faith. The God kind of faith is not a faith that says, well, I know God said it, but did he mean it? No, that's the work of Satan. That is the work of Satan. That's what Satan told Adam and Eve. Did God really say you're going to die when you eat the fruit of the not of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Did God really say that? That's the work of Satan. The work of faith is, I'm not going to be put to shame believing in God. I can't believe God too much. Well, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you might get a little far out there, don't you think? How can I get far out there trusting God? did peter was peter well you know peter he walked on water but he started to sink he started to sink when he took his eyes off jesus the point that he had his eyes on jesus he was walking on water friend more than i've done (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna make fun of peter but when he took his eyes off that's when he began to sink that's when he began to sink and this is how faith works And this is the God kind of faith that you must use in prayer. I'm not going to God in prayer hoping it's a roll of the dice. If your idea of prayer is I'm going to roll the dice, I'm going to spin the wheel, maybe it's yes, maybe it's no, who knows? That's not faith. And that's not the God kind of faith you have to have in prayer. The God kind of faith that you must have to get your prayers answered is the word that is in my mouth and in my heart. And I shall not be put to shame believing God. That's the faith that is necessary for answered prayer. Now, how do you stay at that place? We're closing here at Psalms chapter 1. It's 1246. Anyone that's watching, if you got some prayer requests, go ahead and put them in the comment section. And of course, stay to the final few minutes here with me. We're going to pray. And I believe that many, many things are changing and many, many things are being strengthened. I believe really my heart has been the past several days. It is today. And I don't think it's going to change next week either, is to continue to pray for the body of Christ in America to continue to pray and and speak the word of God in faithful prayer over the church in America. So don't jump off before we get there, but I want to finish here. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his law, he meditates, thinks about it, mutters it, ponders it by talking to himself day and night. Verse three, that man, that woman shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. In order to have this God kind of faith, you must be planted in the Word of God. You must be rooted down deep in the Word of God. You must have your roots deep into the Word of God. So that regardless of a drought around, a spiritual drought in the earth, I don't have a spiritual drought. I'm connected to the river and life source of water that's going to make this tree bring forth fruit in season. You must be rooted in the truth of God's word. You can't be lackadaisical about it. You can't be just irreverent or as if it's not a big deal. It is a silly endeavor to go to God and pray and it not be based on his word because there is no authority to prayers that are not based in the word of God. There's just not. But when I'm rooted in the word of God, I am a tree that is planted by rivers of life and my fruit shall come forth in my season and everything I do will prosper and my leaf shall not wither it shall not wither so you have to be connected to the word you can't you know some people they hear this amen thank you brother evangelist i appreciate that god bless you so much lord bless you and your work um you can't some people think well you know he's talking about confessing confessing the word and he's just talking about naming it, claiming it, blood of God. Well, you know what? Name the promises and claim them. <laughs> and then believe that you received them. Believe that God wanted to do business with you when he said, this is what I will do if you believe me. Just believe that God means business. But I'm not talking about, I read verse 1 on purpose. I'm not talking about you live however you want to live, do whatever, whatever you think is right, do this and do that, and then run to God and say, and then God's going to do it. No, I'm talking about a man of faith, a woman of faith that loves God, is separated and consecrated to the things of God. You want the things of God. You desire the things of God. Don't be don't have a carnal Christianity mindset. Well, you know, sometimes God won't answer our prayers because we pray things He don't want. Get the He don't wants out of you. Just, just sever it. Just sever all the ties. If you really are in a place where you're praying things that aren't that don't line up to the Word of God, just, just put that on pause for a second and say, Lord, consecrate me. Sanctify me by your word which is truth sanctify me by the spirit because I don't want anything in me that you don't want and then once you get there live there and from that place of living there you have boldness and power with God you labor with God first Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians six you do work with God on the earth man that's where prayer gets powerful when you realize you're doing work with God on the earth. that you, you realize when he talks about, I will make you a kingdom of priests and kings and priests. You know, he's talking about in the millennial reign, but spiritually, put, put you in a place of authority. How can you have, a, what do you mean have authority with God? When you're connected and hooked up with him, he wants to use you as a channel to pray his will into the earth. And you, as someone separated and yielded to God, you're praying his will onto your to the earth and you're giving earthly license for heavenly invasion. Hallelujah. That's what prayer is. Prayer with the God kind of faith is praying to give earthly license for heaven, heavenly interaction. Ooh, glory to God. That's why you have to have the God kind of faith. You you need to have, man, I, I've studied so many mighty men and women of God of prayer. And, and you know, <clears throat> there there was uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh my goodness, it, it's, it's escaping my mind. Is it John Knox? John Knox, I believe, in Scotland. Mary Queen of Scots was just a, an evil ruler. And she said, that what I, what I fear more than all the armies of the nations around me is the prayers of John Knox. She'd heard some of these bold, fiery, Holy Ghost prayers John Knox was praying to shake that nation, to subdue wickedness in the nation. And when she heard what he, those prayers he was praying... She said, I fear fear that man, I fear that man's praying more than I do the armies of the nations around me. Let that be the prayers of the church in America. Let that be the prayers of your of your life. Let the praying that you pray put fear in the heart of Satan. Put fear in the heart of those that are workers of iniquity. And wickedness you, I can't get into it but you know there's some people that are just dead and lost in sin and then there's some people who revel in and work iniquity let let fear of God book of Acts talks about that the fear of God came over cities because the way the church was operating let that power permeate through the church That's what has to happen in Jesus' name. It's 12.53. We're coming up on a close on Instagram. Join me in prayer. Facebook and YouTube, join me in prayer. If you're listening to the replay on the podcast, join me in prayer. We're going to pray. We're going to do business with God here for a few minutes, and we're going to pray. I mentioned to you Ephesians 1 is what the Lord put on my heart today. Ephesians 1, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power let's pray that let's pray god to reveal and increase his wisdom and knowledge by the spirit of understanding by the holy spirit in us father god we come before you lord we thank you that you are the father of glory you are the highly exalted one You are the glorious King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the ruler omnipotent. There is none greater, none mightier, none holier than you. You are powerful and mighty. You have created the heavens and the earth and everything therein. You have formed and fashioned us, mankind, and put us in your image. And you have given us redemption, Lord God. By the blood of Jesus we thank you we boldly enter into your presence, God. We thank you that we can freely come before You by the shed blood of Jesus, and we receive by faith the things we ask of, Lord. We thank you that you're a prayer answering God, and we thank you the petitions we bring before you today, Lord, that you are answering them in our midst, even as your word says, It was the Lord's doing, and it was marvelous in our eyes, Lord. So, in Jesus' name, Father of glory, give unto us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. Enlighten our understanding. Increase the knowledge we have of you, Father God, in us as a people, in this church, Gospel Tabernacle Church, in the church and the body of Christ in Lawrence County, in the body of Christ in the United States of America, in the churches and the body of Christ in the nation, Lord. Let the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father God, be increased in us, Father, not decreased but increase, Lord, by the revelation of your word. Let the supernatural power and wisdom and manifold knowledge of the word of God in Christ be revealed in us, Lord God, by the working of the Holy Spirit. Give us eyes of understanding, Open up, Lord, the eyes of our heart. Let the eyes of our heart see your glory and your majesty to know your wisdom and the revelation knowledge of who you are, Lord. Let us understand the hope of our calling. Let us see the hope of the calling we have as a church, as a Christian, as a soul winner, as a prayer, as an intercessor, Lord. And in Jesus' name, let us know the manifold riches of the glory of your inheritance, that you've deposited in us, the Holy Ghost, and let that exceedingly great power work in us, that self-same power that raised Christ from the dead, Lord, let that power work in us. Resurrection power, Lord, resurrection power. In Jesus' name, work resurrection power in us that shaped this entire earth when you raised Christ from the dead. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, and you receive it, won't you say amen, or rather type amen in the comment sections. I'm thankful that you joined me today. If you got on late, you can always go back and watch the replay, of course. Once it finishes up, it'll be available for viewing. I'm thankful for Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you missed this and you prefer podcast version, Gospel Tabernacle Church podcast channel, the uh, Faith for My Generation podcast channel is my personal podcast any of those places subscribe wherever you're at like everything you need to do and remember if you share you automatically get an opportunity i'm going to be drawing tomorrow i'm going to give this book away to someone it's going to change your prayer life i'm going to do this tomorrow friday 12 p.m i'll do that first thing tomorrow's broadcast and we'll be back next week but of course one more day this week tomorrow it's friday tomorrow 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., when you pray, we're going to talk about the Lord's model prayer, Jesus' model prayer. So make sure to join me tomorrow. I'm thankful for you. God bless you. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Faith for My Generation podcast channel please do us a favor, leave a five-star review. It helps us get this message of the gospel and the word of God out in front of more people. It really does help. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. God bless.